That's right. It, it's it's called a work life balance that this one this particular job really balances out on. This one balances everything else. <laughs> I balance all the time at work. There's a lot of ladders. So I hope you're not like, using balancing ladders because that's not how ladders work. That's how some of them work. Oh, <laughs> if you do it, right. don't tell OSHA. Seriously, don't tell OSHA. Seriously, do not do not tell OSHA. Okay. Shh. I'm glad I'm glad we're already not <laughs> recording you, right do now. Do you balance them on your chin, or are you saying you're at the top balancing oh, he's a on mime. them? You're a mime for your job loss. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. No, 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 no. I I work in the mall. I work in everyone's mall. I go around the country. I make sure that those those freestanding glass walls do not fall down. It's a, it's a dicey game. That's boy. Freestanding glass walls. What are we talking about? Mimes, dude. Like you went on a mime. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah, that was shame on me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. Donnie didn't mean to do that. At all. I didn't mean to do it to myself. I would never do that to myself. You kind of did, dude. Right, just, <laughs> mime yourself into a box, and I'll feel better about it. Hey, speaking of boxes, Laos. Aww. Mime your own business, Laos. Oh, that was a good one. Back box to the box talk. Back to the box talk. You guys know what else? What is shaped like a box yet pours beer out of it? Man, this is the worst chop job I'm ever doing. <laughs> yes, Ryan. It is kind of beer in a box. On your Laos, your every counter in America. We're talking about the Cynic system here, which counter. is our sponsor again for this uh, particular episode. Uh, again, the Cynic, as we've talked about it before, is a fantastic growler. Um, adapter kit that gives you a brewery fresh beer with a tap right on your counter size of a Keurig fantastic stuff it can keep your beer fresh for two weeks guaranteed and much much more depending on how fast you can drink a 65 ounce growler absolutely and where can the good kids find one at if they do want to take a look at these beautiful cynic systems that is a very good question Donnie where can they find one at <laughs> you can go <laughs> to cynic.beer and that's s-y-n-e-k dot beer and you can enter the promo code brewmasters club one word to get 25% off your order that's a ton of smackers in the list of smackers is how many smackers that is off 25% one. Hmm. I don't I don't get out of bed for ten percent, you know, but twenty percent, okay, now you got my ten twenty-five percent. That's a hundred smackers. That's a lot of money. I won't talk long about that because we are starting a little bit late, uh, which is a okay, but guys, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but last episode we went into the beer pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I think that we went pretty pretty far into the beer. Uh we went deep in that foam, real deep. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> I like that. That's a pretty sweet title. Going deep into that. Boom. Yep. So this year, and, and actually this, this, this week was relatively low on beer news, but there are some interesting little tidbits that I was able to to scrape off the internet, interwebs there. So I want to share those with you guys. But first, so welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashers Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Don't tell OSHA. Seriously, don't tell OSHA. Seriously, do not, do not tell OSHA. You're a mime for your job loss? That's what you do? Yep, that's exactly it. It's a jackal! Jackal! The vacuum's having a wild party with the steamer. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I think I can handle this. Uh, it, it's Ryan, it's called the Fellowship of the Brewing. I should say Red Hook has a great red and a great IPA. Hook? Oh, sorry. Red I Hook. was hoping for that, yeah. too. I was going to say, I feel like we need more maple stouts. You do realize <laughs> Mellow Mushroom is not a place to order a PVR. It's a zombie movie on a train, <gasps> and it's it's the mag train. No. It's the mag train from like South Korea. Or were so, they were they were they French zombies? Were they like, <laughs> like no? Oh, they were Korean. It was oh, Korean. Korean. Oh, it was Korean. Yeah. Shit. Were they Rarr! like I, mean, I don't know? <laughs> like, how does that oh. work? <laughs> In the mar- yes. Wait down, dog. 
Come here. Lay down. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Ryan, you should probably do it, dude. He's just going to keep you asking. I really hope they change the name to Uncharted. <laughs> Are we talking about a Harrison Ford on like a full penetration style? <laughs> Indiana, like in Diana Jones. Oh, come on. Yes. Come on. I was like, come on, Lawson. <laughs> this is me teeing it up for you, Lawson. I mean, Ryan oh, yeah, teeing yeah. it up for you. That's what it was. I guess it was both of us. We've lost Ryan. Yeah, he's. we got a Snazi army going on here. I don't, oh, I don't he's gone full Snazi. This is the fourth Lost. Reich. Lost. All right, so. What the hell was that called? Mocking Jay. What was the movie? To Catch Farts. Catch Fire. To Catch Farts. <laughs> That's um, where that went, right? No, what was it? Hunger Games. God damn, Lost. Hunger Games. Yeah, Hunger no. Games so you were the chosen one. Yes. Lost Man, what did you bring to the table? Ooh, I actually forgot it. It's at the other table. Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome to another episode of the Brewmasters Club podcast, official podcast. This is Craft Brews and Geek News. My name, of course, is Donnie. I'm joined tonight by uh, two lovely and knowledgeable young beer drinkers. Uh, First off, Ryan, how are you, sir? I'm slightly tipsy and having a great time tonight. Having a great time. That's great. <laughs> Get out of here, unicorn. <laughs> unicorn? What? You guys saw that too. <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one. The other uh, young bearded man to uh, to join us this evening is Mr. Lausman. How are you, sir? Doing quite well. Uh, having a good time, buddy. All right. Well, uh, good morning, craft beer fans. Let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah. As we do our famous and favorite segment, what are you drinking? What are you going to drink? Who wants to start us off? I just heard you guys crack a couple. Uh, There's actually a dog barking in the background of my house. So um, (laughs) so you heard Ryan crack a couple. Is the dog drinking a beer? The the dog's actually gone to the Miller Lite. I recommended elsewhere, but eh, he was not feeling it. So Russell Terry. I I grabbed one I think we talked about maybe a long time ago from MIA Brewery. The Trappist or the Taurus Trap. Oh, that's Louse's. Uh, it old, is old throwback, old throwy. It, it is. It was. It was at a Publix up in um, uh, Wikiwachi the other day. I picked a couple up. Still have some. It comes in at ten percent. It's a triple brewed with blonde malts and a touch of candy sugar. So definitely delicious. And for a ten percenter, you can't beat it. After that episode, I went out and got some, and I I loved it. And and I said the same kind of thing. I was like, first off, it's a it's a brilliant take on the Belgian because I I really am always I'm still fascinated by Belgians. They're probably my 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 most intrigued. You know, when I'm out and I see one, I'll uh, I'll you know grab mm-hmm. one every time because they just they pack so much flavor in there, and they're all so unique. They're for the most part, you know, pretty good when done when done right. So so awesome. That's a badass beer, and I, I love that beer. We'll have to make oh, sure yeah. we give um Miami here a uh, a shout out. Well, what Definitely. you got, man? Ooh, uh, so continuing from last week, uh, I'm on a, it actually would be the Anchor Brewer, it's, so it's the San Francisco Brewery California Lager. So 
Uh, supposed to taste very California-y. Um, I've only been there once. It was very brief. Tastes like uh, sunshine, palm trees, and Beach Boys. Uh, it tastes actually like hipster sweat and oh. um, and mopeds. It's kind of weird. No, I'm joking. It's actually very delicious. <laughs> Probably the most no easy way to say it. Uh, it. It's what I would think of when I think of a lager, which is weird. Like it's got some really strong, like uh, almost I would say wooden notes, like pine and whatnot. Um, sort of like birch and whatnot too. Very good. Uh, a little hardier than I thought it would be, but uh, I believe it comes in at around six percent. So delicious beer. Uh, probably not my favorite. I do like the one I tried last week a little bit better, but uh, and then there was one more in that multi pack I got, but someone got a little thirsty. It was I'll you. Have to rebuy that for it next was, week. It was you. Yeah. Okay. It was me. Not my <laughs> girlfriend. No. All right. Good. I like it. <laughs> so the beer that I brought, actually, Ryan's a throwback. You may note it from this uh, wonderful label here. Oh, oh, Spartan, <laughs> maybe. Spartan Kick IPA. And I don't know if you have any of these left. Do you? Mm, no. Of the so 45 I have three, bottles, I have none. Right. I have three left. I actually have three bottles left. And this is one of four that I had left. I've been putting, I had this in the fridge for a week just to get it up to snuff here and get it cool. But then I pulled it out of this, the fridge and I've had it kind of sitting here on the counter for 30 minutes or so just to get it down to right temperature. It's still hanging in there. I, I don't think, I don't think this was our first beer was the best one to keep, you know, for the next six months. Um, it's, it's becoming a little tart more so than I remember, but it smells great. It tastes good. It's got good. It had good fermentation or good um good bubbles on it when I first poured it. Okay. Like I said, that was uh that was you know quite a few minutes ago. But it, it does still taste like a drinkable beer. Yeah, it tastes like it's higher in alcohol a little bit, but it does drink more like a sour now than it did before. Yeah. Again, we kind of ran into that with the levels of fermentation that we put. As you can tell, there's there's you know a good uh, finger width of uh, a fermentation or yeast still in this bottle, and I think that's why this one's a little more sour, just because it has like a yeasty taste, but it's not by any means buttery or or bad. It's just kind of um. Just a little more tart, but I think we had some inconsistency like that, and that was just because we really didn't know what we were doing. Though so the um, good the good news for the people out there listening is that at least there's alcohol in there. It's not your typical beer, I think. Yeah. And and I'm learning more as I do more brews what I should do better. As a matter of fact, I kind of dropped this in there. Uh, went to Marker Forty Eight the other day, talked to one of the brewers. He's been brewing there for about two years. He, he said. Yeah, started off just actually at the brewery, and he said, you've got to make sure your temperature is up to 212 when you're in the boil phase. And I don't think we pushed it as much as we wanted because no. we didn't want to overheat it. We didn't want to burn up the fermentable sugars in that beer, but he says it burns out all the impurities, and it really helps bring the full flavor of the beer together. So I've got a little something special fermenting right now besides the pineapple wheat that we just brewed, which is bottled and ready to go in a couple of days. The little jackal. sneak peek. The jackal, yes, that one. Oh God, that was the <laughs> box. <laughs> the jackal, jackal. I'm like, else, yeah, sure, we could go with a pineapple jackal, sure. Referring to is a surprise text message where Ryan was trying to keep us in suspense, and of course, Dane reverted to the iconic Family Guy scene where that one dude was playing uh, what Pictionary with Stewie, and he was just terribly. Terribly obnoxious. <laughs> it was a jackal, and in reality, we all know it was not a jackal, and, and they made that very clear. So, uh, I guess we're calling it the pineapple jackal now. Pineapple, pineapple jackal wheat. Pineapple Why wheat? not jackal wheat? Okay, that's got yeah. Rolls right so, up. But, but I, I want to get back to to the yeah, story. Sorry, sorry. And I'll share this in a couple of weeks because I'm actually really excited to find out how it comes out. I brewed a, a jalapeno IPA. 
Ooh, so yeah. that's yes. exciting. You know who does yes. shit like that? Christian Roberts. Our good buddy Christian Roberts brewed several chili beers. I've never seen a jalapeno beer. I've drank Ooh. jalapeno beers before, and I've had good ones that are drinkable, and I've had ones where I'm like, oh, that's a little bit much. I had a little bit of it, you know, obviously unfermented without any yeast. I just had the finishing touches to it, and I got to tell you, I can't wait to see that one. Come really? Oh, what, what, what batch yeah. number are you on now? Uh, going on 13, which will be Saturday night. I might uh, snap a few tweets out there. Nice, yeah. Batch number 13. Batch Exciting. Batch number 13. Yeah, man. But this this one, because I took that guy's advice, and I, I brewed it at 212. And, man, uh, I'm looking You're forward excited. to it. <laughs> I'm you excited. What would you use for the jalapeno? Extract or peppers or juice? Actual or? jalapenos. So You put them in like with the hops or something? Like- I, I, I cut the tops off of two of them for a one-gallon batch. One was a little bigger than the other. And um, I added my hop addition 20 minutes into the boil. And then with 15 minutes left, I threw the, I threw just like I would a normal hop. And I just put it into a bag and I threw it in there and I just let it brew together with the remaining, remaining hops that I had. And man, the smell, like Ashley was over top of it and the smell of it was, was like about getting say, her all enticed. It was crazy. What, what did it smell like? Cause the, the flavors, um, so, you know, a fresh, a fresh jalapeno has got, um, that pepper that, but it's not like a, it's like a, like a tangy pepper, you know, like a jalapeno is not like a green pepper. It's like, it's got that pepper kick, but then I can imagine with the citrus notes from the hops, you know, it probably meshes really well, especially that aroma. It smelled so fantastic standing oh. over top of the boil, just letting all those flavors come together. And then the jalapeno, Ashley, was, Ashley she, she loves spicy food. She loves spicy beers, uh, smoked and spicy are her two favorite types. And she was just like, man, this beer is going to be phenomenal. So I can't wait to share that with you guys. And I'm not a spicy mm-hmm. fan, but I'm telling you, it's yeah. just the right amount of spice. Yeah, just okay. the right amount. So we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to try our pineapple, but this jalapeno one sounds interesting too. So. I think I'm. I think I'm chalking up the 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 jalapeno to to be the best one yet. But I'm um, definitely excited about the pineapple beer. I had a little taste of that the other night. Obviously, it hadn't been fermented or uh, bottled yet. Just mixed with the pineapple, but the flavor was there for the ale portion of it, and then it was just kicking you in the mouth with the pineapple. It wasn't overly sugary because I waited. I didn't add the pineapple like I did the last time. I added the pineapple in the bottle phase this time as to get the priming sugar so that it wasn't overly sugary, less tart, and and more pineapple-y at the finish. So we'll see. How much did you put in again? Less? Less than last time? Well, between eight bottles, I poured the about a uh, little more than I'd say a third of a can into the into my pot. And then I basically funneled out all the beer that was in the fermenter, let it all mix together, and then I bottled from there. That way it all mixed together and, and got a good yeah. good mix in there. That'll so, be good. But you know, I'm I'm sure that more experienced brewers can can kind of lead to this, but when you start experimenting with adding sugar like that, with you know your priming situation, which if you did it instead, did you do it instead of priming sugar? Like I instead did of, it, yeah, yeah, instead. instead of priming sugar because that's where I failed the last time, I think. Yeah, well, or you know, you'll be sitting there in bed in the middle of the night, and you hear, a mm-hmm. and they'll just all start popping open in your closet. And that's no fun yep. either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, like, the vacuum's having a wild party with the steamer. I think that that guy from the loop we <laughs> talked to was was telling us about that that one time where yeah. he was like, "Oh my god, what is that?" Like, it felt yeah. like bombs going <laughs> off in his freaking. <laughs> oh. What were you saying last? Uh, I have a question. So, have we talked names at all for? The IPA? Yes, I'm calling that one the Wildfire IPA. Ooh, there's that. 
Also, no, no not going back on it. Don't give me an also. Next one, maybe, but this one's the wildfire IPA. This one's after my wife. Oh, there you go. Let the man, oh. let the man have this. Yeah, but I want to hear Laos's idea. No, no, no. Let him get it out. He's got to, he's got to funnel this a little bit. It's, yeah, <laughs> brewery joke. Um, so I was thinking either jalapeno beer. Oh, I like that. <laughs> You could say, still give her the pleasure and say jalapeno wife. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to say that one out loud, but that happens. That happens. I'll I'll leave that for my stout. How's that? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I was about to say, I guarantee that that one of all the battles of of beer names that that are being trademarked and sued and whatever in legal battles, I guarantee that's not taken. (laughs) No. We'll I, take that no, here on the podcast right now. If anybody else out there tries to do the holop in my wife, I'm going to sue your ass. <laughs> <laughs> trademark, trademark. <laughs> Sorry. The only other one I was going to think of was the uh, uh, Spice Spice Baby. No, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I just love that you were like, that's hey, a little listen. 1993 <laughs> for me. All right. Well, hey. I had to go back to that because I was like, you're like, yeah, if anybody else tries to take the name holop in my wife, I'll be real mad. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's what you'll be mad about. <laughs> Not talking about yeah. disrespecting your wife. That's fine though. That's, yeah, I understand. <laughs> anyway, sorry. it's all about the brand. Got to protect oh, the brand. <laughs> all right. So we got to keep. We got to keep moving because I want to get a podcast this. or. <laughs> I want to get this. I want to get this. Uh, this rolling. So, you guys got anything else on those? Or can I move move along? No, nah, man, we're good. Okay, so we're playing a little move game. Along. We're playing a little game, and as I started, um, I started actually putting putting this out here. I realized that this game is not going to be as fun as I thought it was, but it's okay because we have we have a lot of articles. So, so the little game is, and if you read through the notes like uh, as of an hour ago, these weren't even on there. So don't worry about that. But the mm-hmm. game is, there are six breweries that were brought to the attention, my attention, um, by. Uh, the Miami Times, I think they did a they did a, Miami New Times did a, a six breweries of Florida that are owned by larger beer companies. So this is interesting because I don't know if you guys the, the news that I did see for this week for beer and specifically specifically beer. People are talking about you know is your craft beer craft? I don't know if you've seen those populate, but I've seen them on all my blogs that I follow. All my Facebook feed has been on there. So it's this article you know that's about is the beer that you're drinking craft beer? You know, so people say, oh, this Goose Island is delicious. Well, yeah, that's a craft beer, but it's owned by AB. So is it truly a craft beer? You know, the volume, things like that. Or people think the Walmart beers are craft beers. Well, no, they're not because they're made into a volume that's not it's not exactly craft. So it's kind of in that vein. But this was interesting because I was like, okay, let's see how many of these beer companies we can name. So I think that we'll get two out of the six, which is a massive fail. But go ahead and throw out some names for Florida breweries that you think may be owned by other beer companies. Just rapid think, fire. That we think are owned by other beer companies? If you had to guess, and you maybe you know or maybe you don't know, what would you assume? Name name a couple. I'm going to throw out Cigar City only. Boom. I... Number one. <laughs> okay. But we know that because Joey uh, signed that deal with Capital Partners uh, for right. Colorado's Oscar Blues. And uh, which is in Cigar City is known for the Hanapa Day, uh, which is all about their start Stout and Arch. Um, but yes, they are they are owned by by a larger. But this is more of, a, of an organization of craft breweries. So I, which, I side note the uh, Cigar City highlight was actually mentioned on Jeopardy the other day. But we'll get into that later. That's amazing. It was. Well, it, said, so... it said Florida beers, and and the answer was what is a highlight, and that was the answer. So anyway, they were that's really b- proud of that. Yeah, that's bizarre, but that is that is good. Well, so you got any guesses? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, because these are... I don't even, none of these, first off, besides Cigar City, none of these are, are in Tampa. Um, but that's okay. 
because I'll just run through them quickly now. And this is why is I thought, Bug you know, Nutty on the list. Probably not. It is not. Um, no, but brewery called Concrete Beach Brewery. I have no idea where the hell Concrete Beach is, um, but uh, they were actually founded in court uh, in coordination with Boston Beer's uh, Jim Coke. So uh, that's kind of interesting. But that's that's got um, Alan Newman. He's the guy that co-founded Magic Hat, which is fun. Um, and then uh, Jim Coke, who founded Sam Adams, which is also cool. Uh-huh. So again, yeah. just just like Cigar City for the number two there, uh, you know, that's those are two two brands that we can support because it's it's small brands becoming bigger brands with other craft beer brands. As long as craft and the passion, you know, like we always say, is still there, it's it's we support it, you know, and that's that's what we do. The next one here, Fat Point Brewing, and I've I've had Fat Point before. Mm. I was not sure where they were. They're in Punta Gorda. Um, so they actually are part of fellowship with uh, Big Storm. So they have uh, merged and kind of came one brand, which is neat because we like Big Storm because they're local and they're close. So, but 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 Big Storm's not AB InBev and all all of that. They're just Correct. merged together to to partner. Is that right? So it's I mean I guess at that point it's still craft beer because even though they're they're partners, they're I think I can handle this. Uh, it, it's Ryan. It's called the Fellowship of the Brewing. All right, okay. I, can't, I can't handle it. Nope, it's okay. That's okay. No, Ryan, to answer your question, are you yeah, sitting they... on your bucket again, Laos? <laughs> not sitting on the bucket. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Ryan, to answer your question, essentially, Big Storm and and their uh, financial means, you know, came to acquire this brewery. Uh, now there's there there are two separate brands that are under okay. one flagship. So, right. but but again, that's small breweries becoming larger by partnering or you know massing together. Yeah, I get you. So I like that. Next one here is Florida Beer Company, which has an interesting story because Florida Brewing Co., if you remember, is etched on the iconic uh, building that we we hold Florida Craft Beer Day in every year, downtown Ebor. So it's very close to home. But that brewery actually kind of fell in on itself in the 1960s. Um, actually, it was way before then. It was right right around Prohibition. They had to close their doors, so they may or may not have been making beer there at that time. Um, but the brewery itself was acquired by Schlitz, sold, acquired again, and then was actually reacquired by Florida Beer Company, which had then been sold and kind of rebirthed in 1996 as Indian River Brewing Company. Um, then they actually changed their name to the current one of Florida Beer Company. And I've seen their cans all over the place because they're, the, oh, they're on the coast. I think they're on the southeast coast of Florida. Mm. But essentially, they're acquired by they were acquired by the Trinidad-based conglomerate A N S A M C A L, who owns Carib Brewing, which um, Carib is the Caribbean clearly uh, beer company. So um, I had no idea about that, and I don't know how large they are, but that is interesting that they're owned by you know those guys. The next one here, and there's only two left. There's a uh, Vesa Sir Brewing Company. I probably said that wrong, but that's one of Miami's newest uh, breweries, and that is actually owned by AB InBev. Mm. Yeah. So, so that's that's an interesting one. But the beer itself, the brewery itself, is a partnership between Columbia's Bogota Bogota Beer Company and Ten Barrel Brewing in Oregon, um, which. Both of those are actually owned by AB, so it's a it's a boutique brewery with a Latin American twist. Um, and like I said, they're in they're in Miami. The last one is Winwood Brewing Company, again in Miami. Um, and these guys are, or I guess they're they're under partnership of the Craft Brewing Alliance, the Portland, Oregon-based publicly traded company. Is a they own breweries like Widmer Brothers, Red Hook Ale, and Kona, which again AB InBev owns 32% of that parent company as of 2010. So. AB InBev's all over the place, man. That's you know, disappointing, though, because I like Red Hook, and I think that makes well, Red a really Hook, awesome beer. But Red Hook is um, 
See, Widmer was always <laughs> Widmer was always a brand that I affiliated with AB, even since my Budweiser days. But mm. I didn't I didn't know about Winwood. I never, I don't think I've had anything from Winwood, but um, definitely had. Yeah, I'm familiar with Red Hook, and I knew that Kona was was an AB brand. So, yeah. um, so interesting. You know, to each his own. Uh, by the, the way, I should say Red Hook has a great red and a great IPA. Hook. Oh, sorry. Red I Hook. was hoping for that yeah. too. <laughs> but that um that article is in the Miami New Times. Uh, simply just search for for the beer, you know, there, and you'll see it. Moving on, the next article I had was from the Business Observer, actually the Tampa Bay Business Observer, and it basically gave a data snapshot of the breweries around the country and where the you know biggest I guess per capita, highest per capita are. Um, you know, Vermont was uh, or is now a go-to state for craft beers. They have eight breweries per 100,000 people. So that is a eight brewers, breweries to one person in the state. That's crazy. That per capita is crazy. But that just goes to show you that there's a lot more room for breweries to expand in smaller markets or in smaller states. There's other states like Montana, Colorado, uh, Maine, Oregon that have, you know, 10, 11 breweries per capita, which is which is crazy. Uh, California leads all states with 687 breweries in the state. Colorado is a distance that second at 348 breweries in the state of Colorado. Florida did well. It ranked number nine on the national uh, total of, of number of breweries for the state of 2012 at the time of this report, uh, which I believe was published earlier this year. So this this article came out May 19, 2017. So just this last week or so. But uh, I think it's pretty neat. And I think that that we have a shitload of beer for people. And that's good good to know. The Tampa Bay area specifically has 53 breweries, according to the report. And that is uh, seven breweries ahead of North Carolina, five behind Texas. So pretty cool. I think that's neat. Um, Tampa basically is also the, uh, the only city in Florida and the Southeast on the list. So Seattle uh, ranked number one with 174 breweries and uh, Chicago, Denver, Denver, Portland, and New York City rounded out the top five. So that, again, is the Business Observer Florida. Uh, you can find their beer section there to, to zero in on those results. But what do you guys think about that? What does that mean for Tampa Beer? I think that's exciting. It means we need some more. Well, true. it means we have, we have room for more. That's now, absolutely do we, true. Do we need more? I don't know. Do we need more innovation like Marker 48, like Big Storm, like some of these guys we've talked in the past? Absolutely. Yes. We already have, you know, like uh, I think it was one brewery per person, uh, per capita. I'm sorry. One brewery per, per capita, which means one brewery per every 100,000 people. So that's cool. Do we need eight? I don't know. <laughs> but but it is a shitload of breweries. So that's that's very neat. I was going to say, I feel like we need more maple stouts. Um, that's where, uh, you know, Vermont's kind of etching their way into our turf on that one because we have zero maple stouts in the state of florida who the hell wants a maple stout uh me and i don't even like stouts so yeah that's one for the books what were you gonna say ryan yeah i i look at it as i mean you can go down the road and count how many restaurants there are all those restaurants have beer that they're pouring liquor that they're pouring i mean and people are still eating at them i mean you can count on your on your hands and toes, how many Carabas there are, how many Outbacks there are. I don't think you can have enough of one thing to, to appease the minds of everybody. So, and let's be honest here, how many of the people that live in this area are actually going out and drinking and things of that nature? There are some people that don't drink or better yet, there are some people that have not discovered craft beer yet. I was at Mellow Mushroom tonight and a guy ordered a PBR. You do realize <laughs> Mellow Mushroom is not a place to order a PBR. <laughs> Buy well, a liquor drink if you want. Dollar. But yeah, well, exactly. Or or look at the whole, you know, all the handles that they have ready to pour. So 
there are people that have not discovered craft beer yet, and it only takes one of us that's talking about it to get that motion going for people. And so, yeah, I think I think we could still have plenty more and everybody would still be successful. I mean, especially in Tampa, how many people like a million people in this in this area alone? Well, I have I have several points to make to counter your argument, though, about that. First off, yes, people don't always drink, but everybody has to eat. Second off, Carrabba's isn't sold in your Publix, in your gas station, at Walgreens, at the local bar, at the local restaurant, at Carrabba's. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not going to to the to Walmart to buy or to to Publix or wherever it may be to buy a six pack of Carrabba's. You know, you don't you don't have that. So Carrabba's and food and restaurants, which there are 18 Carrabba's, you know, within five mile radius of here aren't fighting for shelf space. They're fighting for real estate, sure, but that's different than than shelf space. It's a lot harder to acquire shelf space. You can't just go out and buy that real estate. Right. I totally agree with you. But what I'm saying is th- is this. What is going to make people come to your brewery? We went to Wikiwachi last night or last Saturday. We went to Marker 48. It's three miles from Wikiwachi. We had a fantastic time and they had a great food truck out there that had a whole freaking rack of ribs that was fucking fantastic for 20 bucks yeah but, jenny we almost stopped that because jenny was like i'm really hungry i was like oh, oh you, you've you've got to go but the thing or you've got to get their ribs they're, they're fantastic i forget what they're called barbie something or whatever barbecue them. yeah ribs but, <laughs> but, okay so take <laughs> take away take away shelf space if your focus is to just have a brewery and get everybody your canned beer at a Publix or so on and so forth i think you're gonna miss the point What's going to make people travel to your brewery? Outside of Marker 48, they've got this huge outdoor patio with all of this AstroTurf that they pulled up from a local soccer indoor facility. And they've got a great stage outside. I mean, it's kind of rustic. It's really nice. It's really neat and different. But what what separates you from the pack? So really what I'm trying to say is, are we focusing on how many people or how many breweries can get their cans on the shelves at, at a local supermarket versus how many people are going to your breweries on a week on a weekly basis? That is the question. Show us those cans, man. I think show us. Well, cans are good, but <laughs> tap is better. We all know this. First tap over cans, just so you know, just saying. No cap in the cans. So that's that's nope. my argument. I, I get what you're saying, Donnie. I get yeah. they're all fighting for shelf space, but how much room's open in your brewery? That's yeah. what I want to know. The the problem <laughs> I, I again I agree with you on that, Ryan, too. The the issue that I have is that nobody you don't start a brewery so that you can have the best brewery. You start a brewery so that you can sell move units, move metal. You know what I mean? I mean that's I know, I that's know that's what it is. You want you want to get your can of beer into everybody's hand, not just here outside Wikiwachi. You want you want the guy in Seattle in Canada, ugh, and uh in Maine and Colorado. So <laughs> so here's the deal. The person traveling from Seattle right now is gonna look up and say, Hey, where where's the good craft beer breweries and what can I do in Florida? Then they're gonna see Oh, there's a fantastic mermaid show going on at Wikiwachi. Wikiwachi. Plus, you can swim in the awesome springs, and three miles from there is a brewery. Yeah, that's no. my point. Destination so, spots, man. Yeah, but that again is opportunist. I don't want to beat this dead horse, but then again, that is opportunistic. Nope, I got you. I got you. Don't have a, if you don't have a Wikiwachi down the street, then what would have really brought you in that day? I mean, I know I gave an outstanding review and, and applaud to the product, but they are by no means our official nor unofficial no. <laughs> sponsor. I, I, I got you there. I, I got <laughs> you there. I, I do. I, I understand the concept. I'm just saying, yeah. let's think outside the box. Let's find a different way to generate that buzz. 
We're always about that, though. That's it. Innovation. And that's That's why we bring these guys up. I think it's been three episodes now that we brought up this brewery. But hey, you know what? Good on them. And they're they're proving an example. And it's just like Cigar City, which comes up in almost every episode. I mean, Cigar (laughs) City places a message on the bottom of every can that says, hey, did you know Tampa stands for blah, 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 or whatever it may be? I mean, that's that's a neat little history piece. They they just keep pushing in there because it's just another fun layer of the onion that is, you know, craft beer. So it's pronounced onion. And, and the other part too is Sorry. is part of that system. If they start getting on distribution, they've then got to hire sales reps to go out and sell those beers to to make shelf space inside restaurants and other different, yep. you know, Carabas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, all, all right. right. Yeah. Klaus, you got anything else? Good stuff. Uh, some, I, was, I had a joke, something along the lines of Karayan Roberts. It was it was going to be a Carabas bit, but it, it didn't it. come to listen. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's not going to work out. Damn it. All right, so we're moving on. We got to really fly through these now. We're moving on to the uh, to the geek news section of this. Uh, drink it, send it back. We always like to put some news out there, and I think that a couple of you guys, even Laos, has has some stories he's bringing to the table here. But I have a shitload of news because, like I said last week, we're kind of light on the the geeky stuff. So a lot's happened, and actually, a lot has happened last week. We're finally back on track. We had that crazy couple of weeks where we had beer fest this, beer fest that, live episode here, live episode there. So it's been a lot of fun. But we are back on track now, and there was a ton of news. First off, uh, I, I want to lead off with something personal that I had actually experienced this week, and it was thanks to to some good buddies that I listen to on a daily basis. They're an Australian podcast called The Weekly Planet. If you've not heard of them, look them up. They're fantastic. It's uh, they they spoke very highly about this. James on the podcast actually brought up this this unique show, and Ryan, you may have seen it from the notes. Now, I don't know if you did. The show is it's actually on Netflix, and it's a movie. It's two hours long. It's full feature length, very good production value. And it's called The Train to Busan. Mm. And it's it's actually it's a zombie movie on a train. <gasps> and it's it's the mag train. No. It's the mag train from like South Korea. That's wrong. But a, a southern whatever, one spot in like imagine like California going from the north to the south. It's like an eight hour trip, maybe. So it's it's they start here in the south section of, of Korea. And as they you know, as they go to depart, it's while the zombie outbreak is happening no so they essentially like hop on the train as all hell breaks loose and it's about a father and his daughter and the whole thing's in subtitles but i i don't love like an overly scary you know terrifying movie for obvious reasons but i love a good zombie flick when they're when they're done well like 28 days later 28 weeks later uh like world war z was more of an action flick but but it had some zombie elements that i really did appreciate this movie with subtitles and all it was totally in korean it is awesome. It is an awesome movie. For zombies on a train, it's like World War Z meets Snakes on a Plane. And minus the same L. Jackson, plus a whole bunch of Korean, it's really actually pretty good. Um, I was really impressed with the way that they did it. And it had me at the edge of my seat the whole time. And you were just kind of like, what was happening next? And they took it in some pretty pretty neat areas. So highly suggest it. Again, it's on Netflix. If you are at all into zombie flicks, or anything kind of horror, scary, you know, whatever, highly suggest it. So um, enticed. check it out, man. It's two hours. I mean, it's it's brilliant. I really, really suggest it. That's not up your uh, up your alley, is it, Lossman? No, it actually is. Um, uh, that's absolutely fascinating. I like that. I like the whole idea of that. Um, I, you know, <laughs> uh, from, from the surrounding information, I may or may not uh, relate to it, but that sounds like a really cool premise. 
and you know it, it almost sounds like a spoof off of uh like an elevated spoof off of that uh the whole fear of the walking dead type of situation which was neat i mean but uh at the end of the day i was like all right like i, I flew recently i was like can you just like yeah. Comment. Can you comment on my like, overhead package and like I'll just order a beer. This all would just be done. Like I, I just didn't. It wasn't like something I wanted to watch. I was just like, Ugh, can this all just be over? Like it was more like watching somebody like snake a toilet. I was like, oh man, when is this shit done? Like, ugh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I just get where I'm going? <laughs> I'm telling you, I turned it on, and even with the subtitles, I watched. You know, watched it on the edge of my chair the whole time because uh, about 10 minutes in shit just hits the fan and, really? it, oh, and it, stays, it stays that way for, for damn near, you know, the 90 minutes. Or so it's, it's, um, do you need a bigger chair? Is that what it is? <laughs> no chair size is fine. I'm okay. actually gonna, I'm going to watch it. that it's tomorrow night. Yep. I, I had no idea this thing even existed. But... Neither did I. And that's the crazy thing is that this came out in 2016 and like you didn't hear anything about it. But all of a sudden no. now I heard, I've heard it from James and, on the Weekly Planet and I heard it from a couple other people. Uh, I talked to some guys at work about it. They're like, Dude, it's, it's a you, good You know what it is though? There's people out there that, that are like, oh, the movie was great, but it had subtitles. And you're like, shut up because you're supposed to be able to do both and read at the same time. Well, right. that's the in problem. The future, in the future that you see, does everyone play the guitar? Because it looks like that's the situation. You're like, hey, man, don't worry about it, bro. Actually, like, I've been doing P90X saying, you... and one of the plyometrics moves is guitar. So, <laughs> is, is that where you live now, though? Do you live in the mystery machine? Because that's super <laughs> fucked up. We'll see. See, Ryan, back <laughs> Scooby's <laughs> outside right now. <laughs> back to your point. Scooby though. the gang. Oh, God. God damn it. No, to, to Ryan's <laughs> point, though, the subtitles thing kind of threw me too because I was, I was like, oh, it's all in subtitles. I don't know if I can get into this, but it's a zombie movie. You know, it's not it's not like it's um it's the notebook where the dialogue Wait. is so important. <laughs> it's and I don't even know it's a good example. I, Wait, I got to I got to know. Do they subtitle the zombies when they're like, they, I don't do, remember. I think they, so. I think they put rah across the screen. It's about <laughs> nine hours. Or were they were they were they French zombies? Were they like, rawr. Like, no, they were Korean. It was oh, Korean. Korean. Oh, it was Korean. Shit. Were they rawr. Like, I don't know. <laughs> How does that oh. work? <laughs> oh, are, you, just... are you French drunk or are you just regular drunk? <laughs> I am tourist trapped drunk. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have to say about it. But I'm telling you, even without, so, like, the subtitles are not even important because you can get all of the context from a dude eating awesome. another dude's face stuff so just just check it out it's it's neat but again let's keep going let's rapid fire yes. this now we're really yes. out of lostman this was uh, so as you have as you may have noticed um listeners dear listeners out there are good friends and and potential future friends um mr dane like potential nope mr dane <laughs> is not with us this evening uh just because of scheduling conflict but i really thought he would vibe on this because he's the only one of us that has a ps4 and this next piece of news is about the uncharted movie and who they cast to be Nathan Drake. I thought it was, uh, at first, I really wasn't a big fan, but I'm going to give this kid the benefit of the doubt. It's, it's Tom Holland who plays the, the latest Spider-Man. Um, little British kid, uh, you know, that's that's really uh, got a good talent for acting. He's in the... Mar- yes? Lay down. Dog, come here. Lay down. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Ryan, you should probably do it, dude. He's just going to keep you asking. Do what? 
Oh, you think it's the joke. He's telling one of his dogs to lay down, and so I literally go, I was like, ah, oh, shit, Ryan, you should probably do it. He's going to keep uh, asking you to lay down. Uh, oh, you asshole saying no? <laughs> he was calling me a dog. <laughs> All right, sorry. Yeah, pretty much. They're gonna they're gonna cast Tom Holland, uh, who's the new Spider-Man, as the young Nathan Drake, and they actually position the whole movie from the standpoint of a scene that was taken, a sequence that was taken out of um, Uncharted Three, Drake's Inception. So I went through and actually played the game online and, and watched some of the cutscenes. And what this is is this is how uh, Nathan Drake kind of got. Uh, introduced to his his partner long time for the whole franchise of the game a guy named sully so like an old kind of dusty imagine like um you know the show burn notice you know sam from burn notice that's mm. yeah that's what i call a cowboy yeah but yep so like an old navy seal guy right old navy seal guy wears the uh the hawaiian shirts uh you know low low life criminal kind of guy with a, with a heart of gold that kind of guy um is who he he kind of went into um, they had a, a. This movie has been on the back burner since 2009. Uh, originally, it was going to be uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg, who kind of dropped out of the film to play Drake, um, which is okay because if this kid can pull off the young Nathan Drake, then think about it like this over a movie franchise, ten years or whatever. You're, you're talking. There's one movie. There's two movies. There's three movies. And now the kids, you know, he's a 30 year old. And he looks a lot different than he did back in the day. And now you have this series of movies that can kind of follow him along. If you've not played the Uncharted series. It's a video game for PS4 that plays like a movie. You know what I mean? It's the best kind. There's there's not even ammo or health on the screen. You're literally... And Ryan, have you ever played this? Have you even seen Uncharted or anything like that? Oh, boy. I'm Assassin's like, Creed is my most recent well, video game. That's okay, because yeah. it's, it's reminiscent of that in, in, in the effect where you don't really you don't really have as much hand-holding and prompting. I mean, you have a lot of hand-holding and prompting as in there's only one way to really navigate the story. But yeah. the story plays like an Indiana Jones movie. So oh, you, know, uh-huh, you, okay. you start out in a bar, you find an artifact, and these guys want to take it from you, and then they, they you know leave you dead in the street, but then you come back and you hunt them down and you, you try to get the amulet back, and then you find a map and a clue and this, yada, 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 and then it's a big story so it's it's like um it's very reminiscent of indiana jones but it's a new take on that which which you know indiana jones 5 is coming but this would be a really cool movie to see and if they can pull it off right with a young nathan drake then um then i, I would look forward to 10 12 years of other drake movies my question is is uncharted a rated m for mature video game I believe so. There's quite a bit of blood and I don't know about sex then, then yeah, I, 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 I really hope and Maybe they'll never hear this podcast. Make the movie fucking rated R. Because there's nothing worse than a fan of something. And they soften it up to make it PG-13 for all the little kitty fans to, to go watch. Go watch it with your pants. But make it rated R. That's all I ask. Well, the game, they drop a lot of F-bombs. They drop a lot of swears. A lot of curses. Um, Which they a- won't do in the movie. I, I promise you. This yeah. movie will be PG-13. No. And... Well- and it'll be soft, and all the fans that are hardcore fans will be like, "Fuck the game, this movie." The game isn't a rated R movie, though. It doesn't play like that. It's not I a know, bloody gore fest. It's just go ahead, Los. If the if the game, oh boy, uh, if the movie actually ends up uh, playing like the game and includes all that, I really hope they change the name to Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> There he goes, everyone. How does he do it, folks? How does he do it, folks? No, but for real. (laughs) Uh, You see my my point, though, Laos, right? Like, I mean, don't soften it up for just getting more people in the seats. Like, make it rated R. Make it realistic and make it what people love already. 
But see, that's, that's I see your point. But, however, but dude, you're forgetting like the Mortal Kombat series that actually doubled over into movies, which yeah. did not it included all the rated R parts that were not necessary, and it also included all the movie parts that were not movie necessary. So like, well, it literally was like okay. a train wreck. But, but, to, but like, to, it, to, no, but there was a lot of people that loved that movie, and if for its time, it. It did the trick, but for those who love this game, it's it's a PG thirteen game. Like it's really? not. Besides the f bombs, it's not anything over the top. It's it'd be like saying make a Grand Theft Auto five game, but but I hope you make it rated R because if you make it PG thirteen, it's not going to be the same. That's absolutely correct. Anyone that's ever played Grand Theft Auto five knows that they throw a fuck or an f bomb or a prostitute sex scene in for no goddamn reason. Like they do not need to do that in the game, but that is that game. You cannot make yeah. that game PG-13. <laughs> that would have to be a rated R game. True. Simple as that. And that movie would have to be rated R. But this game is not that way. It literally is okay. exactly like an Indiana Jones. He has a little romance. He gets a little frustrated. He drops a curse every now and again. But that's in this there's action, there's blood, there's people getting stabbed and killed and whatever. But it's but it's it's I see your point, Ryan. It would be great, but the fans are not gonna be the ones that say that. It'll be people that are it just keeps it more there. real. Yeah, yeah, it just keeps it more realistic. That's all I'm saying. Like, what is, into, like, like the Wolverine movie they just made was the most realistic we've ever seen. I mean, even to the point of him slicing somebody's head through, you know, with his with yeah, his, clean off, yeah, yeah. So just make it realistic, and that's what people will thrive off of. If yeah, you, but if you chintz it in any way, it, the, people are going to hate it, and there goes your ten years of movies. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But but my last point on that is that there, you know, there is nothing more realistic than a good old Indiana Jones flick from 1941, where he's sneaking out of the library and and you know cracking down you know uh, baddies in the next scene. So, dude's face melts off in that, by the way. So I mean, they yeah. they can they can do some things. They can do some well, things. Then make a rated R Indiana Jones movie. I mean, who wouldn't pay to see that? <laughs> If you're gonna pay twelve fifty a ticket and then an extra four bucks for for three D glasses that you can go get at your local whatever party store for, then twelve. First fucking... off, twelve fifty is a matinee, bro. Start going to the movies at regular yeah. times. That's seventeen. And then buy a beer. <laughs> so are are we talking about a Harrison Ford on like a full penetration style <laughs> Indiana, like in Diana Jones? Oh come on, yes. Come on. I was like, come on, Lawson. <laughs> this is me teeing it up for you, Lawson. I mean, Ryan oh, yeah, teeing yeah. it up for you. That's what it was. I guess it was both of us. Hey, we yeah. gotta move on. All right, that's it. All right, good. I'm glad you got like that. Even though you don't really know what Uncharted is, Ryan, I'm glad you caught that. Um, just, just check out it. Here, okay. So here, last thing on this. Just Google Uncharted. You can, you can literally for all four games, whatever they have now, you can, you can watch all the cutscenes in order, and it is literally like a movie. So if you all Google right. Uncharted three cutscenes, you will find a 4K beautiful. All the cutscenes are there. It's basically like a movie, and it shows you how the game actually plays. Just check that out for ten or twenty minutes. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, and if you Google Uncharted, um, you're going to be into a way longer video. It's not so much accurate. It's got a lot of poop noises. I do not recommend it. That's moving on, it sends you right to Louse's bathroom. We're moving Pretty on. Much. I mean, his bucket. <laughs> Live feed all day long. Bucket Live feed the louse's bucket. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. So, guys. All right. So, moving on here because we, we got to get through this. There was some stuff to drop today. And this was the Star Wars Last Jedi 
and we haven't talked about Star Wars in a while, the Vanity mm. Fair um, piece that came out. It was actually teased <laughs> on the 23rd, but the Vanity Fair piece came out today. Um, and there's actually a little trailer that shows how they shot it and how they kind of filmed it. They went into uh, what I would encourage everybody else to do is, is to go on there and just Google it again. Vanity Fair, Star Wars, uh, Last Jedi, and they show a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff. But um, it went into a great detail of how Ryan Johnson and again, guys, and maybe it's just me, but oh, some snotsies, <laughs> oh, huh? No, we've lost Ryan. Yeah, he's we got a snotsy army going on here. I don't, oh, I don't he's gone full snotsy. This is the fourth Lost. All right, so. So this is me and you. So what I was saying, clearly, essentially, is ever since I had the chance to be this close to these folks that were in this movie, this is the first actual like like public piece that I've seen in terms of promotion for this movie since I was in that room sharing you know the same air and hanging out with these guys. So it's it's truly been um, special, and it was really amazing to watch this. But it, they gave Ryan Johnson you know some time to actually get into to things like what was coming up for Rose and Finn, which we talked about in the interview, a little bit of, of light on this uh, casino city called Cantino Bite, uh, which is, you know, basically like a James Bondish uh, kind of environment where they have this casino type thing. Um, he basically wanted to fill it with ultra glamour, make a playground for rich assholes. So that's really cool. He introduced a lot of the new figures like Benicio Del Toro's character, who is defined as a shady character, but it's called DJ by the filmmakers. Apparently, there is a reason why we call him DJ. So that's that's cool. He kind of you saw him slumped over in that picture looking like Billy Badass, you know, just yep. kind of chilling there. Seen that. Yep. Yep. That was the first time we saw a picture of him. So that's cool. We saw Laura Dern's character, Vice Admiral Holdo. So that just just hearing Ooh. the name and her outfit, how fancy it was, whatnot. Uh, I guarantee, I guarantee to you, either she was on Hosnian Prime when it exploded or after she escaped or something like that. If you remember from Force Awakens, um, that planet kind of was full of ritzy assholes, like from the, the, the hell was that called? Mocking Jay. What was the movie? To catch farts, catch fire. To catch farts. <laughs> That's um, where that went, right? No, what was it? Hunger Games? Goddamn, lost Hunger Games. Yeah, Hunger no, Games. Yeah, catching the, farts. The that thing was, you uh, were talking about was catching farts. So I've got nothing that was, on that. That was the name of the movie, Catching Farts. Catching fire. Absolutely uh, not. Uh, right. That quite literally is the. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. Continue. Well, Anyways, he shed a lot of light on this. Um, so, so essentially, you know, I'm really stoked to see this, and now I'm, I'm just as jazzed up as ever. I don't know if you saw, you and you saw, the, <laughs> you saw the pictures. What did the pictures do for you? Anything? I mean, it showed it showed some bougie stuff, some bizarre aliens. It didn't give a lot away. Yeah, I, I got nothing from the, uh, the the stills that they yeah. went ahead and released. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I quite literally do not have enough information to act upon it. So, I mean, did you like a political standpoint? I mean, it was cool. Yeah. We need to see those different angles, but it was clearly just them, you know, posing with a background, posing this. So, yeah. go ahead and slash your sword, little tantrum man. And Adam Driver had a little sword slashy photo there for Vanity Fair, which is whatever. The, the, the several different pictures from Vanity Fair were oddly the same yeah <laughs> i mean yep no that's saw, right yeah, yeah you're I, right saw, I saw a lot of people. kylo ren <laughs> yeah thank you yeah kylo ren oh, jesus yeah. he can ben kenobi, kenobi. <laughs> ben, ben kenobi no oh god no oh, it's god. ben we're gonna get so many tweets <laughs> but it, it's been solo and uh yeah i mean it's just it is meh 
All right. All right. We're going to move along. It's okay. We're going to we're gonna move along. Yep. We're doing it. Ryan, next story here. Do you remember the Revenge of the Sith? Probably not from that title. Do you remember when uh, the prequels, the last prequel, oh, when Darth Vader got his legs chopped off by Obi-Wan in the volcano world? So You were the chosen one. Yes. Yes. I've yes. seen it. Okay, good. So th- there were some new there were some new storyboards that came out that were unreleased before, and basically that scene would have played out very differently. In fact, the whole last or the whole movie, the prequels really would have played out differently. Essentially, at that scene, remember he chokes out his pregnant wife at Padme, Padme. who is the mother of Luke and Leia, um, and that's why she dies and they survive and go off into different areas. Is that what happened? Yeah, in the in the real movie, that's what happened. She oh. had it when she got off that lander. I thought she died from giving birth. She died oh, from a broken God. heart. Oh, God. That's okay. She died from a broken heart. Spoiler alert. But uh, that wasn't a spoiler. You said you saw the movie. In the original ending, she had a knife and she went to go kill Anakin because she knew how, how, how bad he was, how, how terrible a person he was. And actually, slowly throughout the, the whole prequel series, she kind of saw this transition and she was the architect working with Mon Mothma to build the resistance. So by the time it got to this point, she was ready to kill her husband and lover, Anakin Skywalker. She held the knife, and there's art, art of this. They almost shot. She held the knife to his throat, and at the last second, she, she couldn't do it. And at that point, you know, clearly we're in some turmoil. Anakin saw Obi-Wan and threw her, which is what, what ultimately led to her kind of uh, going away. And then, and then they had to fight and that kind of stuff. But but this did a couple of things more than just the knife. Basically, it showed that Padme was was this leader because she, she was like a, a teen when she was made queen of the planet of Naboo, right? And so she has this ingrained leadership, strong female kind of go-getter attitude and this this storyline portrayed her as one of the instigators of the resistance so it would have been really interesting to see this i don't know she she it would have been cool but they they nixed it essentially because george lucas thought it was too dark and it it really brought down the the kind of kitty vibe because essentially the prequels were made you know a little bit more for kids so yeah for for 12 year olds as the creator said himself so so that's crazy but i thought that would have been cool no, yeah, I mean it's uh, uh it's neat to know that they had alternative, you know, storylines out there, kind of thing. I'm sure they had thousands, but that was just one that really was very close to make it. We have one last story this evening. It is not Star Wars related. Thank you for all your Star Wars E fans that are supporting us out there, Mister Lousman. We are speaking about it's a me barrio. Our hashtag, by the way, use it's a me barrio to entice and to encourage and to support a local Mario Kart tournament here in the Tampa Bay area. Lost Man, what did you bring to the table? Ooh, I actually forgot it. It's at the other table. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I mean, eventually I'm going to strike on one, but uh, no, uh, absolutely. So, Playing those averages. Uh, well, of course. Uh, so... So yeah, so the new Mario Kart, uh, we've done so many videos about it. Uh, I would say like two or three. In its eventuality, uh, it's been an amazing ride. Uh, awesome Mario Kart, very very true to where it came from. But here's the thing that a lot of people are harping on. Uh, you know, can you play what essentially was the same Mario Kart drinking game? And the drinking game is very confusing. It's not so it's not so clear 
as you would think. Uh, you know, a lot of people would think, you know, it's a lap for lap or something like that. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, this is way more in depth. So this is a very safe ruled um, sort of, uh, I would say, almost standard abiding uh, type of situation where uh, the newest Mario Kart drinking game still applies to Mario Kart 8. And that's what I was very excited to see, uh, a video that only surfaced about a month ago, uh, was still playing by the rules of the same Mario Kart drinking game. The rules were, <laughs> you, uh, in a nutshell, you have to finish a beer within the matter of that race, so typically about three laps, but you had no ability to drink and drive. You had to absolutely stop in order to drink that beer. So every single lap that went by, you had to drink a small portion of that beer, but by the end of the race, you had to drink an entire beer, and you had to be stopped during that portion. Now, that sounds kind of weird, uh, but that sounds kind of weird to most people because, you know, they wouldn't stop and drink a beer, but per this game, you actually had to stop and drink a beer in its entirety by the end of the race, uh, you had all the laps to do so, but um, you had to finish the entire beer per each race, and then per the end of the cup, that's who decided the winner. Which I thought was very cool. Like, just to reiterate, essentially, you could you could start the beer. As soon as you cross over that finish line, you could slam it, but your cart has to be stopped, physically stopped. So you have to apply brake, stop the cart, and then go once you're done drinking. Um, I think it's really a fun game because the way that we're going to play It's Me Barrio is essentially, if you win that race, you get to continue on. And it'll be a one-on-one -on -one or a one-on-three or one-on-two, whatever it may be. So you'll be playing no no AI people, just you and one other dude or lady, 2017, out there, um, and you'll be you'll be able to grab the way we're going to structure it. We're probably going to do this at our, one of our one of our favorite breweries. Again, we're going to keep this a surprise until we have all the details kind of ironed out. But essentially, what I'm thinking is we'll do eight ounce cups, and you can fill it up at the bar with whatever you want. Now, there's danger there. You can get an IPA. You can get a triple. You can get 10%. You can get 3%, whatever you want to. Um, but I think you do an eight ounce cup, and you fill it up at the start of each race. So you, competitor A, go against competitor B, you both have an eight ounce cup full of beer, you set it down, right? Three, two, one, as soon as your cart crosses over the start line, you are then able to drink, only if your cart is then stopped and stagnant. So it cannot be moving at all, has to be stopped in the cart path on the track. You can drink a little bit of beer, do a couple laps, drink all your beer, do all the laps, doesn't matter, by the time that finish flag waves, you have to be done with your beer. And that is the only way you can win, is if you have finished the race and you are out of beer. Ooh, that actually sounds really complicated, too, because you have a timer between each lap. Not necessarily. Oh. It's, one, it's, it's no AI. So it's only you and the other players. So if you guys are on the oh, same okay. schedule and everybody says one, two, three, drink, you'll go at the same exact time. My, the challenge there is your strategy. So if you want to continue on with the game, right, what do you do? Do you chug it real fast and do a lap? Or do you sip it, do lap, sip it, do lap? Because that gives the other guy time to go around, go around, go around. But he may have just smashed his whole beer within the first 25 seconds of the race. Now, these races are three, four, five Laos. minutes long. Laos is going to be a strong contender here because this dude can kill a beer. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Wait, that is me. Yeah. I don't know. So, again, please, you have ideas. You have thoughts. You want to use the game. Are you playing the game? Be responsible. 
If you are playing the game, these are the Brewmasters Club rules. Please do hashtag it's a me Barrio. Make sure you use the hashtag so we know you're playing or you know you like it or you want to just have a, get a round with us. We're going to have a good time. We are doing this very soon. It will happen in the next two months. I guarantee it. Um, it is happening this summer here in Tampa. If you want to play Mario Kart with us and have a good time at a local brewery supporting local beer, hashtag it's a me Barrio. Boys, thank you so much for this evening. Everybody out there, thank you so much. Where can they find us, guys? Where can they find you, Mr. Lossman? Ooh, you can actually find Mr. Lossman at Mr. Lossman. Perfect. And Rye Guy. Exclamation point. Sorry, that wasn't ew, I had to finish that. Ryan. Mute. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna skip him. I was gonna skip him completely because I just go, thanks, Ryan. Oh, I, I gave him more kudos just yeah. because I thought I ran long. Ooh, didn't know I didn't know. Oh, Ryan, you have stuffed yourself now. Remember, Ryan was just talking for five for thirty seconds yeah. and didn't realize his mic was on. <laughs> Ryan, fine. you can go stuff yourself now. Like uh, I get that extra time, right, Donnie? You oh do. man, that's all. All that time right? is yours, Laos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. You, well, well, us. Now you can find me on Twitter at BroodBoy813, but also on Instagram at BroodBoy813 as well. So you can find me Excellent. there, and I'm going to post a couple of pictures and some videos of my new brews that are on the way. And your Periscope, man. I saw that. That was pretty cool. I was at Marker 48. That was through Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, my battery died on my phone like halfway through. I still <laughs> had like three more beers left, but yeah. it, it was it was all there, man. It was all fucking there, and it was a great time out there, Mark. Awesome. And again, um, you can find me at Brewmasters Club. You can find us actually at Brewmasters Club on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, you can use the hashtag at um, hashtag Brewmasters Club cast to talk to us at any time, post questions, um, get us to uh, to give you a shout out, whatever you may want to uh, or do. Uh, you can always, uh, you know, find us on those outlets there or uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, check us out on YouTube as we post these videos too, just to give extra content for folks. We um, we came up on a uh, an African music gospel website today, which is interesting. So you can always find us there too, I guess. Um, but either way, we appreciate you guys and we love you for hanging out with us. So have a good night. Be responsible. Drink some good craft beer and uh, and stay frosty, my friends, right? Well, what do we always say at the end of every podcast? Uh, wash your knickers. <laughs> Fuck. Is that, that wasn't Fuck. it. That was Cheers. Fuck. Cheers. <laughs> Jesus. It was pretty funny. So though. easy. There is. <laughs> I think Ryan's hey. drunk. Yeah, I think he's hammered, dude. Because, like, Ryan, he's how literally... do you get so shit based on a, on a Wednesday? <laughs> I went to Mellow Mushroom first. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I had That'll the, do it. The, the, the dirty little, uh, what do they call that? Petty Cat. Claw. No, it's, a, it's such a good beer. It's a, a dirty little something or other. And uh, it's a brown ale with cinnamon, vanilla, chocolate, and something else. It's so good. <laughs> At three of those. <laughs> oh, he just goes, he's being very honest. He just goes, I had three of those. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's quite honest. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers.